And we asked Richard Bernstein if he would come on and tell us his account of that very moving and I think uh, very uh, laudatory meeting. And he was kind enough to do so. So State Supreme Court Justice Richard Bernstein is on the line with us right now. Thank you for coming on with us. Mitch, thank you for having me. And honestly, it was a life-changing meeting. But I have to say, Mitch, it's more than just this one meeting. Um, it's, my goal is to meet with as many folks as possible. My goal is to connect with as many of these people as I possibly can. And Mitch, what I have learned in the last three weeks is I've had a chance to spend time, and again, it, it's, it's more than just one meeting. It's a series of meetings, a series of conversations, a series of discussions. But what I have found, Mitch, is these are some of the most resilient, some of the most remarkable, some of the most passionate people that you will ever come across. And Mitch, the thing that I regret the most about this entire situation is that ultimately my comment basically put a barrier and made life harder for people who are ultimately dedicating themselves, who have followed every rule, and who have done everything that society has asked for them. And honestly, Mitch, the thing that I am praying will come from this experience, and I am dedicating myself to this, is this can't just be a situation where you go to meetings and you hear what people have to say. Something good has to come from this. Something powerful has to come from this. Something transformative has to come from this. And Mitch, I am dedicating myself to working on this issue because quite candidly all i can say is 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 that these folks do not need any more obstacles because they are working hard they are doing what's been asked they are doing what's been expected and honestly mitch their resilience is what impresses me all right well so Sound uh, like and, 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 and it's 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 clear that you're you're very moved by this situation and you almost sound like the an advocate uh, for it uh, like many of the people we've had on about the cause. What led you to make the comments that you did in 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 the first place? Well, honestly, Mitch, I think what it was was originally, and again, I you know my goal is to really focus on moving forward. But I was operating under this assumption that perhaps, and, and it was a, an appropriate assumption, but Mitch, I was operating under an assumption that perhaps in the hiring practices of the court, that perhaps exactly what you said in the beginning of the program, that maybe there are certain jobs that you know, are disqualifiers based on past conduct. And, and that was kind of, in terms of the hiring practices of the court, it was going down to that nature of when the court has a hiring procedure and protocol and policy, are there any disqualifiers? And basically, I had basically taken the position that perhaps this would be a disqualifier. But Mitch, what I failed to realize and what I am incredibly sorry for and what I incredibly regret is, is that by looking at it from such a narrow perspective the way that I did, I failed to realize the implications that that was going to have on this community. I failed to realize that when you say something like that, when you say that, oh, well, there are certain jobs that are appropriate and certain jobs that might have disqualifiers, that it goes far beyond just what happens for this specific position. It goes far beyond that. It affects housing. It affects 
employment in other areas. It affects everything. And that is the thing that that I am incredibly regretful for. And and quite candidly, is, is there is there any chance that Pete Martell could be rehired, if not by Justice Bolden, by by somebody else? Well, honestly, I mean, I think that that is. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I would hope that, that you know, it, it, that's something that's beyond my control, right? Because what I have learned, Mitch, here's the thing that I have learned from this experience more than any is I am not ever going to basically interfere or comment on anything any justice ever does. So that's, that's, that's the kind of thing that I will never be commenting on ever again. And I think that was the thing that I am also incredibly apologetic for is the fact that I ultimately basically commented on what another justice is doing. And that is that that was out of place and should should will should never have happened. And and it's basically what I most regret. I wanted to ask you about that meeting that you had at the uh, Nazarene uh, Missionary Nazarene Church in Detroit, where the pastor, yeah. who's yeah. Uh, Kevin Harris, I think, is the pastor yeah. there, also yeah. has served time himself, had yeah. been behind bars. So, And I've known a number of pastors. In fact, I wrote a book about one uh, who, yeah. who, who who spent a lot of time uh, behind bars. So it's not yeah. an un, uh, unusual path. Was but, there yeah. one thing that you heard in that meeting because I heard that there were a lot of tears shed and, uh, and, and a lot of hugging. Yeah. Was there one particular yeah. story or moment that you heard that really got to you? I think it was the whole thing. I think it was honestly, it was the whole thing. And I think that the thing that, the thing that really got to me was the fact that, honestly, is, is that it's the fact that these are people who basically have to spend every day having to try to prove themselves. These are people that have to spend every day having to overcome discrimination. And what you find is that these are the kind of people who basically are, are just the most genuine people because ultimately what happens, Mitch, is, is that these are people who want to make it so desperately and who want to make it so badly. And basically they're being faced with these setbacks. And my statement contributed to those setbacks. And when you come to know people and spend time with folks, and the other thing that you come to find is, is that, you know, these, these are deeply changed people. I mean, these are, these are people that are deeply, deeply changed. And, and what happens is, is, is that these are folks that, you know, honestly, they, they see the second chance that they have been given, and they come to realize that they are not going to disappoint. They are not going to let anyone down because they understand and appreciate the value and the beauty of a second chance. Right. And what you come to find is when people make a mistake, including myself, Mitch, like, and I made a big one, big mistake, but what you come to find is when people make a mistake in life, and I'm telling you this from my own personal experience right now, what I have learned and what I have taken from this, but when you make a mistake in your life, a big one, especially the one that I've made, right? What you come to find is that you become more resolute than ever. You become more impassioned than ever because you see where you were wrong. You see what you have done. And most importantly, you see the damage that you have caused and the hurt that you have inflicted. And when you understand that and when you appreciate that and when you sense that, 
you really become more committed than ever. And one of the things that I really will say that kind of really kind of impacted me from, from this meeting was you can tell these are people that, that want to do good, they want to do right, they want to be just, they want to serve, but they want to do it more than anybody because they realize what's on the line, they realize what they have been given, and they realize the opportunity that they have, and these are the kind of people that will not disappoint. Right, and they realize the alternative because they've lived it. It's like when uh, Daryl Woods was on with us, he said, these people don't even want to get a jaywalking ticket. They're the last people that want to be in any kind of trouble because they've been in it and, and they've done it before. And that's this isn't to say for people who are out there who are who are critics of this or whatever. This isn't to say that there aren't some people who when you give them another chance, they they blow it and then they get another chance. And they blow it. And we hear about the 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 return crime and criminals who have been, you know, in, in arrested 10 different times for the same thing over and over again. And there are some people that just don't seem rehabitable. But when someone has done like what a Mr. Martell did and, and literally, you know, rebuilt his life from scratch and went on to become a, you know, a lawyer and an advocate or whatever, then these tend to be people who, as you point out, Richard, are 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 dedicated to the idea of retribution. And I find it beautifully ironic that you yourself were asking for a second chance and got it from people who were very, very quick to say, of course you get a second chance. We wouldn't be where we were if people didn't give us a second chance. And Daryl Woods couldn't have been more complimentary about you, both on our radio program and in the piece I wrote for the Free Press yesterday about how you uh, absorbed this. He said, you know, he took it all. He apologized. He didn't try to back out. He, and, and, and hats off to you for that. So it sounds like something that in the end, good lessons were learned. And with the exception of Mr. Martel, who I understand is back working where he was before and still doing a lot of, of good uh, in the world uh, in this area. Uh, you know, it was an incident that everybody uh, uh, benefited from uh, even what you call a mistake and, and maybe learned something in the process. But Mitch, let, but, but here's the thing. It can't end with this. It's not going to end with this. And just stay tuned because this is not something where, again, like I was saying, this is not something where I'm going to go to a series of meetings and say that I learned. This is going to be something that's going to become a passion. And this is going to be something where I'm going to dedicate myself basically taking from this mistake, taking from my, what I, what my, my comment and really doing something that I am hoping and praying will be transformative. And just stay tuned, because like I say, there's some things that are going to come shortly, but then, Mitch, this isn't something that you just do one or two right. things. This well, you don't something- have to tell radio guys to stay tuned, because it's oh, kind okay. of in their, in their nature. <laughs> but I, but I, feel like but, I want you to know that my focus is that this is, I'm not just going to be a person who just goes to a meeting and apologizes. That's not right. me. I'm a person who has really learned from this, but I'm a person who wants to grow from this. But most importantly, Mitch, I, I am a person who wants to do something as a result of this and make life better as a result of this and do Great. something that is going to hopefully be transformative. So I promise well, we'll, you I'm going we'll to be here it. watching and listening for that and welcome you back when the time comes. I thank you for spending some time with us, uh, Supreme Court and thank you Justice for the, Richard And thank Burns. you for the second chance. You are welcome. It's 760 WJR.